0: I do these broadcasts early in the morning because so many of you hear the broadcast in the early morning hours, and I like to feel the way you feel when you start the day. One thing you don't need is somebody shouting at you or scolding you. You need a little encouragement because most of us, when we wake up, we say, oh God, do I have to get up today? (laughs) And he says, yes, you do. (laughs) So we're back together again, you and I, in this precious fellowship of a few moments, Which we spend walking around in the garden of God's Word. We finished the book of Mark, and uh, my heart turned toward the Psalms for a day or two of a little interlude here before we start another book of the Bible. I'm looking today at Psalm 91. We probably won't finish it today, but we'll start. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. we we'll stop there for a moment <clears throat> and then we go back on as we come past the verses. Now, well, first off, you need to know that there is a place, a relationship that uh, you can, indeed must, sustain if you're to have any real peace in a turbulent world. And uh, the key to it is found in this word dwell. It is parallel, I think, to the uh, word that our Lord Jesus used that's translated abide. Abide. He said, Abide in me, and I in you. If, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, it shall be done unto you. Abide in me. He says, as the, as the branch has to abide in the vine, so you need to abide in me so you can bear fruit. Dwelling. That Christ, Paul says in Ephesians, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Be at home in, that means. Make his home in. Greek verb be at home, make your home there. Now that's the idea, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. That means make God at home in your heart so that you and he are living together, so to speak, in this old topsy-turvy world. The secret place of the Most High. Now, that word secret refers me, as I recall, back to another psalm. Let me look it up. I don't have reference at this point to a concordance, but just to my memory, and I'm going to see if it's correct. turning the pages here over to Psalm 25, and he says here, the secret of the Lord, verse 14. Right, I got it. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Um, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. What is the key to being perfectly at home with God so that you're dwelling in what the psalmist here calls the secret place? If you believe what Psalm twenty five fourteen says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Now, the Bible word fear doesn't mean crave and terror. It means filial respect and love and awe all mixed together to result in obedience. That is a cookism definition, but I think it's pretty close to the truth. Not craven, shrinking terror. Not that kind of fear. But the fear of the Lord is a combination of respect and love and awe that results in obedience. If ye love me, keep my commandments, Jesus said. All right. If that be so. Then it says, he that dwelleth in the secret place. If you have given your heart and your life and your will to God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are going to feel at home with God and he with you. Now, Jesus, our Lord, said the very same thing. He said, if a man love me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. There you have it. If any man love me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him. This is John chapter 14, verse 23. And make our abode. Be at home, in other words, with him. Make the Lord Jesus Christ Lord of your life and start obeying God. And you're going to know the secret of God. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. The The feeling of at-homeness with God. Most people are afraid of God. They're scared to death of any mention of God outside of church or in church sometimes, for that matter. You can feel at home with God. One of the nicest compliments that I've gotten was given to me by a young lady who, as I read her character, looking at her face, had a rebellious streak in her. But uh She said to me after a service, she said, you know, you make me feel comfortable with God. Well, now that's that's what we're after. A life that is yielded to the will of God so that you're not running from him, but instead you are running to him and obeying him because you love him. Secret place. Now it says you'll abide under the shadow of, of the almighty. Now of course much of the language of the Bible is figurative picture language. Does God almighty cast a shadow? Not really. But this is the this is the metaphorical uh, way to describe for our poor human minds what God might be like. I have a little rundown of the the verses that speak of the shadow, divine overshadowing the verse from which we get our hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. Exodus thirty-three twenty-two. It shall come to pass, God said to Moses, While my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. God shadowing Moses as his glory passed by. No man can see God and live. The Bible says, no man hath seen God at any time. We cannot in our human finite abilities stand to look upon God. You gaze upon the sun with an, with an unsheltered eye and you'll be blind. Think, Think, if you will, of the uh, million times more bright glory of God the shadow of God covering you protecting you I will cover thee with my hand then the the shadow in time of trouble <coughs> be merciful unto me O God for my soul trusteth in thee this is Psalm 57 yea in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed does God have wings? no This is picture language. The shadow of thy wings. God hovering, so to speak, hovering over the believer to protect and to take care in the midst of troubles. The shadow that's a refuge from the storm. Isaiah 25, verse 4. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy. In his distress, a, re, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible is as a storm against the wall. Refuge, a shadow from the heat. Then there's the shadow of his hand. Isaiah fifty-one sixteen. I have put my words in thy mouth. I have covered thee in the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, Thou art My people. And then, of course, our Lord Jesus used that same descriptive language as he cried over Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Shadow. Now, what is the point of it? The presence of God protects your life. As the shadow cuts off the heat that would that would assail you, as the shadow of covering wings protects the little uh, baby birds, so God's presence protects you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, if God feels at home in your heart and you're at home with him because you love him and obey him, There will be that presence that makes all the difference in the world. That doesn't mean you won't have to go through the trials. You will. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, the Bible says. The Lord Jesus said, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That is to say, the presence of your living Lord, dwelling in your life by the Holy Spirit, makes you a victor in the circumstances, and brings you through. Not a victim, but a victor. His shadow makes the difference. Beautiful truth. Now, verse 2, 91 Psalm. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Take that, that verse backwards. You start with the fact of Almighty God. When I was serving as president of the college, I used to tell the students often and often, we don't reason up to God, we start with God. Here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and a good understanding of all they that love thy law. We start with God. My God, in Him will I trust. If you want to rearrange your life so that it makes sense, start getting right with God at every level. Start with God in every situation. Pray before you plan. Pray before you decide Pray before you act. Start with God, my God. In him will I trust. Well, then what happens? Then you say, he's my refuge and my fortress. A refuge is a place where you hide because you can't protect yourself. A fortress is a place where you resist because you can protect yourself. And in each case, beloved, God is what you need. My God is my refuge. He's the place where I hide. He's the person to whom I run when I can't cope. He's my refuge. But my God is also my fortress. The enemy can't get in. He can't overcome me. I can defend myself against the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, as Shakespeare put it, because God is my God. He is my fortress. Great truth there. Start with God. You are protected, and you will be victorious. Dear Father, today may we learn to hide in Thee with the faith that begets obedience and love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.